What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Let's Do a Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Anthony. And, uh, well, I was about to jump into the movie. I don't know why. <laughs> you getting a little hold of yourself? A little hold of yourself? Yeah. Like, it's like, uh, let's you gotta, get into the movie. to warm things up a little bit before you're going to just jump right into the movie. Jeez. Come on. Uh, it's it's like we took a break or something. We really didn't. Um, uh, I I'm so like scattered all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. Um, let's just get into beer and then let we can start talking. Oops, I think wait, I need a beer. Been a week, so yeah, we're recording <laughs> this actually like the day before this comes out, and so it's Monday, yeah. and I'm ready for a beer already. So, um, I did the I always forget the name of the app well like tavor tavor the the beer paver yeah yeah the beer crate app um i finally got my shipment in which i bought way too much but uh i got other half brewing gouda Ooh, does it, it taste like is it a cheese beer it, there's no cheese in this beer but it's <laughs> a drug <laughs> Yeah, uh, double dry hopped IPA, of course, and yeah, other half brewing is in New York, if I remember correctly, Brooklyn, New York. Yep, New uh, York ha- City, <clears throat> New York City. <laughs> uh, Citra, Strata, Comet, and Eclipse hops. Um, very zesty pineapple. Eclipse is a new Australian variety variant. variant. It has a lot of sweet orange and fruit flavor. So I'm I'm really excited about this one. Beautiful um, flavor. <clears throat> anything that I've ever had from other half brewing has always been really good. So I'm I'm excited. I, I have I picked up a few things from them. So it'll be enjoyable. Oh, and you can see Bernie. <laughs> it's Bernie. Uh yeah. So uh Anthony, what are you drinking, sir? So I'm drinking. I had a friend of mine recommend this, uh, and uh, I've never had anything from Real L Brewing Company, or at least not that I remember. But I'm drinking Black Quad from Oh my Real L Brewing. Um, so their description is as follows: They say, "Once only found by the I'm going to do movie voice here. Once only found by the intrepid hunters of our brewers' cuts, Black Quad." This guy right here now deservedly finds its way into our year-round lineup. This ale was inspired by the most August of Abbey Brews and is a mystery worth exploring. A bounty of dried fruits, subtle roastiness, and a surprisingly dry finish combined for an ale of delicious, dark complexity. All of this is complemented by the spiciness and fruit character provided by our house Belgian yeast strain. Join us in paying tribute to our monastic brewing tradition. So yeah, did you have a beer from like a monastery just recently? Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I guess this is kind of like that. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought this was a stout, and I'm just realizing now this is a Belgian quadruple. So I expect you to drink the whole thing too. Oh God, no! And... <laughs> no, there's there's no no wimping out on me here, Anthony. <clears throat> oh no! But uh, so flavors for this, they're saying dark, sweet. Smooth, strong, malty, Belgian. Belgian. Tastes like waffles. I'm interested to know uh, what you think, because I've had quite a few stuff from them before. 
crack this baby open. Ooh, that was a good one. Smells great. Let's Does see it smell good? Let's yeah, mine out for our homies here. Mine, mine smells pretty good too. I'm excited about this. Uh, while he's pouring, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm finally kind of getting my head back of how to podcast. It's been a crazy two weeks. <laughs> mm. But I oh, mean, yeah, dude, that looks so dark. Like, really, it, I I feel like if you wouldn't have told me it's a Belgium, I still would have thought it was like a stout or a porter. Yeah, right. I totally thought like, it was a stout. <laughs> it's so dark. But. So, yeah, it smells great, too. It's it, everything they say. It's got that spiciness and fruitiness in the, in the, in the, uh, in the aroma. Mm, nice. Yeah, mine's it smells very strong, too. And, yeah, my flavors are pretty delicious too i will say this is a favorite already oh, we're wow. starting we're starting on a good foot here he just took it's one like, sip and he's like yup <laughs> we'll see if i get tired of it uh but like i'm i i'm i'm okay with belgians i have i've got a complicated relationship with belgian beers uh this is this is probably one of the better ones i had at least on the first uh on first taste here so hey nice. i'm doing so far so good here I love the can, though. I love that it's just a bunch of cheese. A bunch yeah. of Gouda. Is it like a smoky flavor to it? I'm just like wondering what the Gouda reference is. Yeah, I, it didn't say on Untapped, or if it did, I read right by it. It's, it's uh, Gouda see. for you. And selected hops, nodes, or is it pine needles? No, I mean, I I don't know why they picked the name Gouda, because I really, I, I read Untapped before we started. I didn't see it. And I was just like, I don't know why, but I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But. What about yeah. it? But yeah, my few sips so far of that beer is pretty good. Again, though, I haven't had much bad stuff from them. Yeah. But. um, So we're doing. uh, So I know we usually do beer news. We're still doing beer news, but we're going to change it up a little bit. We got beer news and movie news since the movie beer I, news or beer huh? movie news. Is Wait, it movie, yeah. Beer movies, beer, 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 movie, beer, movie news. Yeah, I don't so we could beer news, beer news, beer news, movie news, beer news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is that confusing. It's not confusing, is it? It's, it's always confusing. It's us. It has to be confusing. Doing it right. That's right. Uh, so. Anthony will be doing the beer news and then I'll jump in, talk about uh, <laughs> some movies coming up, some movies that have come out, just random movies that I've looked up. So, uh, of course, they will all be current movies, not necessarily ones that we have watched. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. And maybe we can discuss a little bit. I figured maybe it'd be a nice candidates for future episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, through looking through it, I was just like, oh, we need to do this movie, so I'm not going to talk about it yet. So, uh, all right, Anthony, what you got for beer news, sir? All right, so beer news. Uh, beer news, I have beer events. Beer news and beer events. I'm going to call those the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beer events. Uh, so this week on the Friday, the 14th, whew, near miss there, uh, we have... Uh, out of Tupps Brewing and McKinney, uh, they got the full-grown comedy show. 
adults only so don't bring your kitties out there if you want to go see nope. a comedy show with the rolling cigars so i don't know anything about those people but hey it sounds fun um bring a bring a tank top because it may be still warm there i don't know if they've opened their new facility yet i don't I'm think not... so <clears throat> uh i was looking at your news i was actually looking at uh today it looks like it's not open yet Oh, there is beer news. Maybe I'll go back to that real quick Um, uh, here in a minute. (laughs) Uh, But uh, on Saturday, we have some beer. We have a couple of beer runs actually going on Uh, out at Funky Picnic. They have a run hard, brunch harder 5K social run, uh, $40, $45 per person. Uh, Also at Martin House, they have a beer run. Um, Go to their website for details. I'm not sure if there's a fee for that or if it's just part of their social run. So many uh, clubs, so many of these breweries have like social run clubs. Now you got to like run to earn your beer, which I'm down yeah. for that. I need to start doing some of these. I have a, I have not run outside since I did my marathon. <laughs> I've only run inside because uh, a it's getting warmer down here and B I am just like taking a break. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I mean, you deserve it. That was, that's, yeah. that's a lot. But it's been a month and a half for me at this point. So, uh, but uh, moving on. Uh, so, Hop and Sting Brewing Company on Saturday. They also have their Spring Jamboree uh, with live music, food vendors, uh, and two dollars every beer for patrons wearing a Hawaiian or tie dye shirt. Hey, two dollars up beers, and their beers are good. So, yeah, yeah that's particularly a good one. if you're a, a fan of the IPA variety or even some of their stouts, Frigid Underworld, pretty good. Uh, and then on Sunday, 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 uh, we've also got um, Sour Sundays at Division Brewing. Uh, mm. I guess that's a every Sunday thing. I don't know. I think uh, it is. But, yeah, but going Probably further around. out here, uh, we got Melted Cookie Dough Beer launch at Martin House on April 19th. Uh, we also have 420 coming up, everybody. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, out at Flying Saucer Cypress Waters, they got the 420 Crumble Cookies flight that they're doing. So if you want to have 420 Crumble Cookies, maybe that's the place for you to go. Uh, uh, Power Sour, uh, a 420 beer and gummy collab at Martin House on the 20th of April. Uh, moving on out, uh, we have the... Uh, where is the... What day was the beer... Uh, did I skip over where the beer fest was? Oh man, the Texas Big Texas Beer Fest is coming up on a. Was it on April fifteenth? Uh, I, 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 I think it already happened, earlier. right? Didn't it already happen, Big or Texas am I mistaken? Beer fest. It is coming up. I I've said it so many. I've I've said it like repeatedly because I was making fun of how they listed it on here. They said it was, uh, they said it was, uh, they listed the location as the name of the event, but Hey, that's coming up. I think it's still coming up. It's not happened yet. So keep an eye out for that. I may be wrong. Hopefully I'm not lying to you guys. Um, but, uh, where I will be hops and props, April 29th, uh, at the Fort Worth aviation museum, always a favorite, um, Denton County brewing has their sixth anniversary party on the 29th, uh, eighth anniversary party at four bullets on May 6th. Also, 8th anniversary party at Tups on May 6th. A lot of people have, a lot of breweries have the same birthday. It's really interesting to me. Uh, 903 Brewers, 10-year anniversary on May 13th. 
and then uh, Celestial has their Venus Fest coming up on May 13th. I also know, uh, unless they've decided not to have it this year, which I don't know why they would not have it, uh, I know that Sour Fest is coming up pretty soon as well over at Merton House, but it doesn't look like mm-hmm. they've established a date for that yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, get ready, get ready, get ready, ready, ready. Uh, so April 15th is big Texas beer fest. It is April 15th. Okay. I, I, I must've just been like blazing past it. I do that uh, all the time. I, but, I saw it and then I don't see it. What is up eh, with me? Eh, who knows? Oh, well, but like in beer news though. So there is beer news. Um, uh, howling mutt, uh, is closing their brew pub in Denton. Uh, they just what? recently announced, yeah, they're ceasing operations in Denton. Um, they've been open since September 2019, and now they're they're closing up shop there. Unfortunately, sad to hear oh, that. That is sad. it was yeah. a cool spot. It was a really cool spot. But uh, Grapevine uh, Main Street Fest, they've announced their theme, uh, which Main Street Fest I haven't done that since uh, 2019. Uh, I enjoyed it last time I did it. Uh, they're uh, they've announced theirs. It's called a Taste of Texas, the Brews of the Lone Star State. Um, the Oh, what did they say? What day it's going to be on there? Hop and Sting, of course, uh, is going to be a big uh, player in that. Uh, but they are planning to have that on May 19th through the 21st. So also recommend highly uh, Grapevine Taste of Texas, their Main Street Fest. It's always fun. And, I mean, and, I love yeah. the, the Grapevine downtown area. It, it's such a cool area. Yeah. Did we ever talk about Voodoo Brewing? I don't think so. No, oh, they're opening a franchise uh, brewery down here in Texas as well. So, mm, uh, oh, they're I, based out of Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I, I know that I know who they are. I just, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think we've ever oh, really yeah. had or talked about them. Yeah, we got some franchise breweries coming to town here. So, mm. we'll, we'll it, see. We'll see. We'll see how they fare in the Texas beer market there. Yeah. Uh, do you know where they'll be? It does not say. Doesn't it say. Does not say. Well, hopefully, it's up in your area so you can try some and we can yeah. talk about that. I'll drive over an hour for beer. Listen, yeah, we, we we've definitely around here. We've driven a long ways just for beer, yeah. so I'll continue as long as I to have do a that. DD. I'll be good. Right. <clears throat> All right. So we're gonna move on to movie. I guess movie news. I don't know. Uh. So, of course, I'm going to talk about the first few are going to be movies that are released that, one, I want to see and seem to be doing pretty decent. So, of course, I feel like I have to start off with the Super Mario Bros. movie. I wanted to see that so bad this past weekend. I have a Mario. I have like a Luigi costume. I wanted to wear it. Oh, that would have been Mario awesome. this past weekend. And I went to go see, uh, I don't know if you're going to talk about this one, but I went and saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie this past weekend. And uh, I saw people dressed as Mario and Luigi. And I was like, oh, that could have been me. I should have been that. dressed as Luigi. But, um, uh, but my wife did not want me dressing uh, uh, as Luigi for Easter dinner uh, or Easter brunch, rather, before we <laughs> before we went and saw a movie. So well, that's no fun. I would have had fun dressing as Luigi and having Indian food. It would have been great. So it would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh but so they have already hit uh $377 million since coming out. Which is Yes, they're doing better than the last Mario movie. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> Which we have not done that one. We should probably put that on our list too. We probably should. 
Um, I know I, I've seen a lot of even the actors were like, we don't know if it's going to be a good movie. Like, I feel like everybody was kind of worried. Um, but it, yeah, from it the company up, that brought you minions. <laughs> yeah. Like there was a lot of, you know, I mean, there's really big actors in this movie. So they didn't, they definitely didn't spare any penny to make this thing. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but just, you know, even from the trailers and all, all the things that I've seen, I mean, it looks really good. It seems really fun. Uh, the score is 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. I, this is definitely going to be one that I'm going to watch. I was unsure at first whenever it was talked about, but as it's gone on, I'm like, yep, yeah, I want to see this. I'm curious get? what your thoughts are on Mario with, uh, so the, uh, uh, the guy, Chris Martinet has voiced Mario ever since like the 1980s in every incarnation, except for like the super Mario cartoon where they had a live action Mario there. Uh, and I want to know what your thoughts are on Chris Pratt playing the animated Mario <laughs> rather than Chris Martinet. So to me, it's Chris Pratt playing Chris Pratt playing Mario. Oh, kind of so, like the rock, how the rock plays the rock playing yeah, Black so, <laughs> you know, I mean, so at first you hear whenever they first even were talking about this movie and we found out it was Chris Pratt. I even was kind of up in arms. just like, are you are you kidding me? Yeah, that's so weird. And then you hear the voice and you're like, oh, so it's kind of like they at least let you hear the voice so you can prepare yourself for the voice of Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. It's it's funny because it's funny to me because like nobody's going to see this movie because they like uh, not a lot of people are going to see this movie because Chris Pratt's in it. They're going because it's Mario. You could have had Chris Martinet, the guy who's done the voice ever since ever. Yeah. Do the voice. And I don't think you would have seen like any dip in the take for this movie. They could have probably had that much more profit for the movie. Yeah. I think people got the guy who's done the voice since ever. I think people would have been like, oh, yeah, this is like real Mario. And I don't know. I Maybe they would grow even faster in my opinion oh, but i also think the fan community probably would have found something different to complain about so <laughs> truly uh it does so seem it does seem like charlie day who plays luigi has caught the spirit of it jack black who plays bowser has definitely got the spirit of the character it seems like so yeah just, it just seems based like, on the trailers so yeah it, it it very much seems like it's casted pretty well besides yeah. the chris pratt which is kind of a up in air yeah. But I mean, it seems like most people aren't happy, but after watching it, they're not like ready to burn the place down kind of yeah. thing. So like plenty of other issues to worry about other than Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so another one is actually a Netflix special, uh, which is Murder Mystery 2, Ooh. which uh, that has uh, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. They're like the main two people so from the uh, the first one yeah yeah so yeah if you saw the first one you might have been like me and surprised that you actually enjoyed it Mm -hmm. hopefully because i know that was me like i know my wife was like hey i want to watch this i'm like okay so it's like i put in my mind the mental of like it's gonna be an adam sandler movie yeah little effort he's doing it to be going vacation yeah yeah it, it was but it still was actually really fun and entertaining and so remember there's the second one came out i was like okay let's give it a shot and i think it was still great i think it was a really fun one um so really i would suggest if you like the first one give the second one a shot uh and even if you haven't seen either one i suggest put it on while you're doing something else like 
you know, like I, I know my wife, she does puzzles. She likes to do puzzles all the time. So it's like we throw this on and it's kind of a good it's not something you have to pay close attention to. Um, you, want, you can watch it while you're waiting for the next episodes of Love is Blind to drop. Uh, I, we're staying away <laughs> this season. We're staying away. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, yeah, but anyways, like Murder Mystery. Season. I didn't watch last season, but I did watch this season. So, uh, Murder Mystery 2 has uh, a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. For our, and I feel like for a Netflix-only movie, that's not that bad. Um, still, not, uh, still not Adam Sandler's worst-rated movie, so... <laughs> that's true. That's going to be a hard <laughs> one to beat. Uh, so next is the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes, um, this movie. Oh man, I love this movie. This is so good. I have not seen it yet. I, I haven't yeah. been to an actual movie theater since I think it was The Matrix. Is the last? No, actually, we went and went and saw a movie with y'all. I can't remember what it was. We saw Black Panther. I think that's what it was yeah i think it was black panther so that was the last movie i saw in yeah, theaters because like i remember um yeah i don't uh my wife cried during that movie so i did too man yeah. it was it was crazy but um a little bit so uh this is definitely one that i want to watch uh we found a good theater here so i think i'm gonna try to go maybe this weekend or something but i mean I tell you, yeah I, i've heard nothing but amazing feedback from this movie I find it really interesting because this initially, when it initially got started uh, reviewed, started getting reviewed by uh, critics, it was getting kind of lambasted a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it got then really then it got released at South by Southwest uh, prior to its pr- main release, and then uh, like people who have, are familiar with Dungeons and Dragons or people who have played Dungeons and Dragons started uh, started seeing it, and they are the audience who fully like appreciates this. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Pine, uh, you know, one of the many Chris's, um, mm. he is really great as a, uh, a bard. Uh, you, uh, you have like justice Smith who also does really well as like a sorcerer, uh, Michelle Rodriguez who, uh, defies, I'm like, well, he, she defies expectation, uh, playing a barbarian. She, uh, she plays to type for the, for her class, uh, but uh, so many great Dungeons and Dragons references in there. Uh, really, uh, you can see, you can kind of in your head, if you're familiar with how Dungeons and Dragons is played, you can see the critical successes. You can see the critical failures uh, that happened. You can just see in your head somebody, that's, you can see in your head the tabletop where people are playing these characters and somebody rolled a one and they, they totally failed some kind of spell or something like that. I feel like they must have like, the people who wrote this movie must have gone and played like a Dungeons and Dragons game and just wrote everything down and then made that movie. Yeah. It's like that. You could totally do that. So. Yeah. And that's exactly what I've heard from. I have a lot of friends that play Dungeons and Dragons and they loved, loved, loved the movie. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so that has a 7.6 out of 10. And, and from what I've heard, Almost everybody thinks it should be higher than that. So yeah, it should be higher. Yeah, I think it's getting dinged by some of those initial <laughs> reviews uh, where they got it got bombed a little bit. But I think it's since then it's gotten a lot more buzz and it's gotten a lot more appreciation, which I think it should. I'm, I'm I am hoping to see a. Uh, there have been previous uh, Dungeons and Dragons movies, but I'm hoping there is like a uh, Dungeons and Dragons verse because uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories that can be told in that universe um of the forgotten realms so yeah i'm looking forward to seeing more uh whether or not they bring back bring back chris pine and michelle rodriguez uh and 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 the like um i'd love to see 
uh, more of this world, if not these characters. So, yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on because I'm spending way too much time on this. I have a few more, which these are ones that neither one of us have seen because they're not out yet. Actually, this one just came out. But uh, so this one is called Paint and it is a Bob Ross story. It's it's Uh, technically fictional. It's based, it's the character is based on Bob Ross, but it's not, I had to, I had to look, it's, it's not Bob Ross, but it's based on like a fictionalized Bob Ross. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really his story. It's just like French Owen Wilson plays Bob Ross in a sense. A a Bob Ross type. Carl, Carl. But uh, it looks really, really interesting. And I'm very excited because this is another one I want to go see. So I suggest you guys look up the trailer and watch it and you'll be like, Yes, I got to look at this. But this came yeah. out just a few days ago, and it's already at a mm-hmm. 6.1, which I feel like is pretty decent. I, I Not a lot of people, it seems like, have gone to see it. There's not very many reviews out there yet for it. It may be a but, limited release before it goes wide. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hoping to try to watch it and give some feedback, because I think it could be really, really fun mm-hmm. just watching that trailer. Um. I'm going to throw this out there for my horror fans because I am not, but the Pope's Exorcist is coming out uh, this month as well. Which, I, I mean, how that. many, yeah. how many, how many more of these kind of movies do we need? Yeah. But, you know, Russell go for Crow. it. <laughs> yeah. Man, if that's your shit, go for it. It's not mine. Yeah. And then we have a Nicolas Cage movie coming out. I already have my tickets for this. Renfield. Um, yes. Another vampire movie. I I know I'm gonna have to go see this. They're better. I'm I'm just saying there better be vampires kiss references going on there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it it looks it looks like it's a comedy slash. Uh, I, I can't like a horror necess- comedy. Yeah, yeah, like it's very interesting. I really I haven't sat down and watched the trailer fully through i kind of did a quick glance but it looks really really interesting to me um he looks really good too i mean you know yeah. we're we're used to the nicholas cage look which i feel like he kind of gives the same look in the sense and everywhere but um yeah so this is gonna be if we yeah if we both see it we might just have to do uh let's do a podcast early nicholas cage movie mm-hmm. but it comes out on the 14th which is this week right yeah, that's this, this week. week. It is this week. Oh man, I'm I'm going to watch it at uh, I'm going to see it at uh, Alamo Draft House uh, at an early showing, and they're going to have a Q and A session uh, with this. I'm guessing it's going to be a, a live stream Q and A session. It'd be really cool if it's in person. I'd love to you know see Nick Cage in person, but right, uh, that'd be I'm wild. guessing it's going to be live streamed. So, <laughs> but uh, so those are my movies. It, yeah. It, Maybe, maybe I can try to convince the wife for us to go see this. I'd be surprised. Uh, but yeah, those are the movies we're going to talk uh, That That's it. That's that's the movie news. But movie news. Uh, <laughs> oh, next jingle. I love it. You got to do it the same way, like from now on. So no, it, it's going to be one that changes constantly. Like you never know what kind of jingle you're get. You'll get. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's movie news. It's movie news. <laughs> No, that'll get us in trouble with, with you know who. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so let's move on to the movie. Yes, I know we're almost 30 minutes in, haven't even gotten to this actual movie yet. But movie, what? So as you guys know from last episode, we decided to what got like what movies got us into like the sci-fi world because we're both very sci-fi people. Um, Anthony's was Life Pod, mm-hmm. and mine is Stargate. Um, the nineteen ninety four Stargate. Oh my gosh, I watched this movie so much. I still do. I always have. The part I, of this one's the last time you watched this movie. I'm curious. Um, actually, last year, <laughs> and it was probably like you're far far better a steward of your uh, of your fandom than I am. <laughs> and it's because like I go through this the 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 um TV series like every uh, yeah. few years I go through the TV series because there's so many. Um, and then whenever I don't, I'm like, man, I just I don't know what it is about Stargate that just like it pops in my head so much. So yeah, I, I'm my, like, where's my life pod metaverse? You know? <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, yeah. So uh, if you want to do the quick synopsis on this guy, then yeah, we can talk about the shenanigans. All right. Let me figure out what my mouse is here. I'm, I lost it. Oh, okay. It's over there now. Boy, what is going on here? So I'll actually go right off the bat. The budget for this Stargate 1994 was $55 million and they made worldwide $195 million. So they at least, yeah, they made their money back at least. Um, All right. I got it. (laughs) All right. Great. Go for it. All right. In 1928, in Egypt, a strange device is found by an expedition. In the present days, 1994, uh, the outcast linguist Dr. Daniel Jackson is invited by a mysterious woman to decipher an ancient hieroglyph in a military facility. Soon he finds the device was developed by an advanced civilization and open... <laughs> I was like, are you? am I that bad? Are you leaving? I was like, I, I did that bad that you're leaving now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to get out of here. Yeah, I was oh, like, of man. course, as you started, my dog was started whining. I was like, okay, great timing, I guess. All right. Uh, soon he finds the device was developed by an advanced civilization and opens a portal to teletransport to another planet. Dr. Jackson is invited to join a military team under the command of Colonel Jonathan Jack O'Neill that will explore the new world. They find a land that recalls Egypt and humans in a primitive culture that worship and are slaves to Ra, the god of the sun. But they soon discover the secret of the mysterious Stargate. Stargate. Yeah. Um, What's the tagline for? There's got to be like a tagline for this movie. Let's see here. It will take you Uh, a million light years from home. But will it bring you back? Stargate. Stargate. So, yeah, like, like I've said many, many, many times, um, I watched this at such a young age. And. I mean, <clears throat> little little young Ryan was very frightened 
you know, because like the the Egyptian god, like Ra, and, and like all the the alien people, like their eyes, and they're just kind of creepy, like scary mm-hmm. in a sense. But at the same time, I just I fell in love with this movie immediately. Um, it, at the time, it was a very unique kind of movie. You know, I mean, of course, we already had like Star Trek and Star Wars. Like we had those, but all the star things. Yeah, this one just was like a different take on all of that. And I think that's why I fell in love with it. I was like, oh, cool. Another another one for me to get deep into. That's what she said. It's really interesting because this also seems to have like occurred right at the height of like uh, there was like a, a like in the 90s. There was like a bit of like Egyptian uh, like popularity going on with like Egyptian culture. Uh, Cause there was like, at least I, from what I remember, there was like this Egyptian exhibit that was going across the country and like it was selling out like every museum it went to. Uh, it was pretty popular. I forget what it was called, but uh, it's, it's kind of like that Titanic exhibit that went across the country during like right before the Titanic movie came out. Um, and I think this was right about the same time. There was like a uh, Egyptian uh, like mummies and, sarcophagi and all this other stuff going across the country right about the same time as this movie uh, came out, maybe a little bit after. Um, so it's really interesting that this came out right about the same time. I don't know if that maybe spurred the popularity of like Egyptian, ancient Egyptian culture or what, but it's really coincidence. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Um, I didn't know about any of that at the time, but um I yeah I, I was glad that you know th- this led on to so many different like TV series. So I'll oh, just yeah. kind of talk about those real quick, and then we can kind of come back to the movie. So you know there there's Stargate, then there's Stargate Origins, then there's Stargate SG One, like the original C- series that lasted from season one to ten, and then oh, Stargate. That's, that's the one that had MacGyver in it, right? Uh, I think so. I think that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Stargate Atlantis, which was only three seasons, but I thought it was a blast to watch. Uh, The Ark of Truth, which was only one season. Uh, Oh, you know what? Stargate Atlantis did come back for two more seasons, and that was it. Uh, Continuum and then Universe. So, like, there's all of these. Yes. Yeah, I, I I can't. So I I've never. So I never. I've seen like episodes here and there of mm-hmm. Stargate SG One, because um, it was like very popular on the Sci Fi Channel, uh, our Sci Fi Network for a while, um, yeah. and then there was like a big hullabaloo when Stargate Atlantis came on, and some of the some of the TV, uh, I don't know, what to call them TV movies, but uh, some of the movies uh, that they made the two hour specials for Stargate, um, like Continuum and a few of the others. Um, it was always really interesting to me that I had some, I had friends of mine who were really into the series, but I never really got into it after I watched Stargate as a kid. Um, but you know, I, after watching this movie, I'm like, maybe I should go back and watch SG1. I think you really should. I mean, yeah. I feel like just like almost any series, you kind of kind of get give it a while, you know, like mm-hmm. like like the people that watch The Office when they're like, it's so hard to get through. I'm like, just you know at least get through the first season and then it gets better in my opinion, because then you kind of get what's happening. Right. I, I say that about like so many shows that I watch that people are like, I can't get into them. Like 
just just give it a little bit of time like they 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 got to find their groove and all that kind of stuff so yeah i would of course as a big stargate fan i would say please do because then that'd right. be something we could talk about too um but I, I mean i never i was always hesitant to get into the other ones uh because you know stargate sg1 i was like this is like the main crew like i can't right. imagine watching all this other crap in my opinion and then i think i was, was like bored. as to the lore though right it's actually uh during the pandemic where mm-hmm. I, like i i was still worked during it and we were dead slow like barely doing anything so i sat there and watched movies all in tv shows i was like you know what i'm gonna start atlantis and i did and i just started watching all of them yeah uh, it's but, funny i it's funny the uh so uh, when i started when i the few episodes i saw uh i watched with a friend of mine this is a while ago uh this is when uh, sg1 was still airing and uh you couldn't watch it streaming you had to get the dvd get the dvds of the seasons uh and we were alternating watching episodes of sg1 and uh episodes of the highlander tv show (laughs) which i know too much about that tv show yeah so it's like everything blurs together for me so um for christmas one year my mom wanted to get me all the stargate sg ones uh she couldn't find them but she got them off ebay and where they came from was China. So they were China special edition Stargate. So everything was in Chinese writing. Luckily, it was English oh, when good. I played it. Yeah, because I was just like, subtitles. <laughs> like Nice. It's like all it was, Chinese and you can read it in English. Yeah, it was really cool. Like the box set was all like Chinese and everything. I was like, this looks really cool, though. Um, so like the, anyways, uh, foil, the, like the the foil, the shiny foil uh, tin box edition there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, back to the movie of Stargate. Uh, it, it's. Uh, I just That's feel really like I can. Yeah, please go because really I really I can talk about the, everything. No, it's really interesting to me seeing. Uh, so like a number one. So like I talk about Life Pod as being like one of my formative movies, like one of my first ones that I remember being a sci-fi movie. Uh, but Roland Emmerich was uh, the director for this movie, and uh, the second the second movie that I really remember at the top of my mind for like sci-fi movies is Independence Day. Oh yeah, uh, and Roland Emmerich was like the creator of that movie series as well. Um, and I had no idea that Roland Emmerich did Stargate uh, and and like direct and like kind of like brought stargate to life as a director there but uh the other thing i found really interesting the actors i i I remembered the characters loosely again i this is the first time i've seen this movie since like 1995 maybe Uh, but kurt russell i like as like oh makes sense kurt russell but james spader man that guy was a baby during this movie yeah and i i i think of james spader as like this old dude and like he was like I don't know how old he was. Maybe like in his thirties during this movie, and that was Probably. crazy to me. Yeah, maybe forties at worst. Yeah, it it is funny because yeah, there's a few people that like I see him in this movie that like so yeah, Kurt Russell, James Spader, um, oh, French Stewart, he? French Stewart. Yeah, which is funny because. Like in my mind, he's always Harry from um, Third Rock uh, from, from the Third Sun. Rock from the Sun, yeah. 
so just to see him play a serious role, it always cracks me up because I'm like, that that's not him. Like what? And the uh, the ever ever classic Eric Avari. You don't you don't know his name, but if there's ever a movie starring somebody from Egypt, Eric Avari is in it. He was in the Mummy. He was yeah. in this movie. He was in any. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was in some of the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, that guy is like, an, if you need uh, like an older guy who is like a, a scholar of like Egyptian, like ancient Egyptian, like whatever, that guy is in that movie. Uh, he was also in Mr. Deeds. Oh, was he? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he was, was like, was he, was like, a, like one of the company executives. Uh-huh. Man, uh, Planet of the Apes so as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. So yeah, as soon as you see his face, you'll be like, Oh, this guy! Yeah, yeah. he's a good actor. He, when she, I mean, yeah, a lot of these people are really, and you recognize him. Yeah, yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, I just—it's so hard for me almost to explain what I love about this movie because it, it's just so much. Especially as a young kid, it, I mean, obviously, it had a huge influence on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, for like, even now, I'm like. I want to go through a Stargate. Like, what does it feel like? You know? Like, yeah. Is that, is that um, what really caught your attention by that? Is like the possibilities of like the Stargate. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a huge nerd when it comes to space, you know I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that's the influence for my grandpa because he worked at NASA. So he would always tell mm. us stories about like all this cool stuff and, so I just I've always had such fascination. So I think that's why I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars and I love Stargate. But just the thought of like not necessarily having to trap like, you know, get in a ship and go to these places. You literally can walk through this water portal thing and boom, you're there. Um, It, it just that's why I loved about it. It's just a whole new world of space travel and right exploring so i mean i if i could i would explore space no no doubt which is funny because i hate like the ocean like under the ocean right because i don't like the unknown down there for some reason but space i'm all for it like doesn't make sense (laughs) good old philosophobia there (laughs) yeah i i I hate it truly dislike Um, of the deep I will go on boats. I'll hang in on boats, but do not ask me to put my feet in that water. So, <laughs> well, you don't want like a giant squid, like just kind of grabbing you there. No, no. I, There's I so think much creepy stuff down there. That's it. Is like, it's the fact that we know there's really scary shit down there. Yeah. That's what draws me away. But space, we have no clue. Oh yeah. So. It's even less known. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, cool, I'll deal with space versus the ocean, but... Yeah, they're like, uh, people are like, oh yeah, we know like 1% of what's in the ocean. It's like, well, we know less than 1% of what's in space, so... Truly. Like a millionth of 1%, yeah. And that's being generous. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's, uh, I say let's go ahead, I know we've been all over the place, but let's go ahead and talk about the likes and dislikes. All right. Um, Brian, give me your likes. What do you like about this movie? Oh, that is so hard. Um, I, I do have to say, I know I kind of talked about it, but my, my favorite thing truly is the actual device, the Stargate device. And I, I love that this movie, it's not necessarily about 
hey, we found this device. We're in a new planet. Let's explore this planet. Instead, it's let's figure out this device. Right. And like, how does it work? And like, I think that's what I like too is because I, you know, whenever I find something new or something interesting, I like to learn everything about it. And mm-hmm. so it kind of, I think, like, scratch that itch of like, oh, we found this device and how does it work? And, you know, you see, uh, oh, crap, what's his name? Dr. Uh, oh, uh, is it Jackson? Jackson, thank you. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You know, you it, it shows him like spinning like forever just deciphering all this code. And so it's like. Or that he you shuts down some of the other guys. It's like, uh, yeah, you're dumb. It's like, this is what it yeah. actually means. Yeah. Um, so I just love that you kind of get to see the full process of finding something new and exploring it before you even actually get to explore where you are and like where it's mm-hmm. going to do. So, and then vice versa, like once they're there, like it's learning the culture on top of trying to learn and figure out what the symbols mean and, so I, I don't know. I just really loved that you got to see, in my opinion, like the it's not necessarily about the destination, but it's getting there. Um, So I, I think that is probably my favorite thing about this movie is it's not just we found this device like it just doesn't start off of we have a new device. Let's walk through it. <laughs> you know, it's they took their time getting there. Yeah. The thing I liked about this movie was the uh, its use of know- our knowledge that we developed over the past, like maybe like at that point, 70 to 100 years of uh, ancient Egyptian, like just like civilization. And just like to just ask the question, what if that was still a thing? You know, what if that was like still a thing on another world? And like kind of like instead of like a lot of movies would do this and like make it like time travel. It's like, what if we like went back in time and like, uh and to egyptian civilization but they change it to like what if the egyptian civilization still existed for reasons on another planet um but it's really it was really interesting to kind of like take us there and kind of show the uh difficulties of like trying to communicate with this other civilization who is like it's like extremely we're separated from the civilization by like three thousand years right uh, even though it's like happening concurrently with our civilization, uh, I, I I found it really interesting. To kind of like highlighted the difficulties in communication, which were surmounted rather easily because of just Dr. Jackson's experience uh, expertise in the field uh, uh, of hieroglyphics and uh, kind of like just like simple like uh, exchange of language there. Uh, but you know, expedited for plot reasons, so acceptable in my opinion. Right. Um, but, uh, the, uh, I, I just really enjoyed that. Like, it's like almost like a fish out of water story there. Um, I thought that was, I, I just thought it was really cool. Cause it's like the, uh, it's like that modern, it's, it's, it's almost becomes like a time travel type story though, where you have like modern, uh, modern modernity meets like, mm-hmm. uh, the ancient world. Uh, and like, w- how does that work? And then you have like the whole alien, uh, alien element coming down there from the, uh, with raw, uh, being the ultimate, like antagonist in the story. Uh, so like the interaction of the main plot elements there, I thought was really cool. Uh, and that was the thing I really liked about this. It's like the main plot elements meshed very nicely. I thought that was yeah. really great. <clears throat> no, I, obviously I agree. 
Um, so the dislikes for me, it's, I feel like it's kind of a nitpicking kind of thing, but just the, the military people in this Mm -hmm. were very annoying. Yeah. And like, it's not like it's, it's so over exaggerated that it's just so bad. (laughs) Um, can, can I tell you something? Yeah. Like, unless these guys were like a special operations unit, which I would hope they would send a special operations unit there. I would assume so. Yeah, but uh, these guys, these guys, the way they acted, it struck me as like they were just like a right your basic line unit of like maybe infantry guys or uh, like camo or whatever. They acted like your average military like platoon would. The way they oh. acted was like. That's just how the, these guys act in these situations. I felt they might it, having done my time in the army. I was like, I was like, this is to be expected. <laughs> so okay, I was, well, like, I was like, this is completely within within the expectations of their behavior. There, I thought I thought it was really interesting. I think just like in my mind, like like you said though, of like it would have to be such a special team, right? Like. Just like so. I don't know, I I just feel like it would be such a tight group in a sense of like they wouldn't do the stupid shenanigans that they do because it's right. like they you would they, hope they wouldn't send Joey Baggy Donuts to like another planet just like yeah. as the first team there, right? Because I was like, did they just look at the new hires like, oh, this guy just came in, let's bring him in? Because they're just like right. goofing, shooting the shit. I'm just like, I like I don't know about you. But if I were to travel to a completely different world, I wouldn't be acting this way. Like, I would be, like, on top of my shit. I'd be super cautious and, like, aware of my surroundings. But they were not. They were complete morons. Not all of them, but quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, d- I don't know, like... I, just the acting was off i think i think i mean i i get the whole thought process of like oh well the army guys are just here to blow shit up i get that aspect but it's just like at least make them feel a little bit more intelligent since you kind of like we said you you had to pick them to go onto this mission like they weren't just newbies that you threw on and were like oh you're doing the worst in your platoon come join us uh adventure into a new world with us and be dumb yeah, it's like these are the guys that they could spare if they uh if, if they got stuck on another planet we wouldn't miss these guys yeah so <laughs> I, I don't know to me like it was and again it wasn't necessarily like the actor's faults i think it's just like how they had them act and the way it was written was just like okay i i get what they were going for but it just i don't know i feel like it didn't really match the rest of the movie yeah, I uh, based on based on the fact that I think this happens in uh, Cheyenne, the uh, Cheyenne Mountain, I think is where the, the, the ring is at the, the Stargate. I have the feeling that the untold story is that they went and grabbed a bunch of guys out of Fort Carson, which is not far from the Cheyenne Mountain complex. Um, a bunch of guys who were like they went probably went to like a brigade commander or something like that. And it's like, hey, we need a detail of. Five, uh, five to or 12 guys. Uh, for this mission there, uh, they may or may not come back. It's like, who do you got for us? And they sent those guys. Yeah. They sent French Stewart and a bunch of other dudes. 
as 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 what it seems like to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, I don't think luckily I don't think it ruined the movie in any sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the fact that I thought it made it kind of more fun because you had like uh, you had these guys like kind of like uh, bitching and moaning uh, throughout the entire process when they realized that they couldn't easily get back because they because he's like, well, I got to find the pass. I got to find the passcode to get back to Earth. Right. So. Yeah. And I mean, and I get that aspect, too. Yeah. Again, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like if you look at the movie as a whole, that was kind of just like a weird part that they added in there was like it doesn't really match the rest of the acting and the story and everything like Mm -hmm. like and i get it like they're trying to make it them kind of like on the goofier side right and and all that like i I get that i don't know just for some reason it just every time i watch i'm just like why do they make them this dumb and like just not helpful (laughs) at all but anyway so that that's my dislike what about you I would say my dislike is there's a uh, there's a plot string that gets dropped out there in the beginning of the movie, and that's uh, Colonel uh, Colonel O'Neill, uh, Carousel's oh, character. Yes, and there's this whole plot, th- plot thread in there when they pull him in for the mission is like he's like so his son has died, um, and like he's you see they come across him and it's like it looks like he's about to kill himself in the beginning of the movie, yeah. uh, in his son's room. Uh, and, uh, we see this trope, uh, every now and then it's like the guy's got nothing to lose, you know, going in there, even though this guy's like wife is still there. It's like, this is guy going to off himself, even though like his wife, I, I couldn't remember. Did he have other kids in the house or was it just, just, just him and his wife? Just him and his wife. Okay. I couldn't remember. Um, but he's like looking like he's going to like, just like totally like just commit suicide right there when they before they pull him into the mission um but we don't see any resolution from from that uh we see we see that and all of a sudden we see him at the cheyenne mountain complex where the stargate is we don't see him cleaning himself up we don't because like he's like not in the military when that happens right yeah yeah he's he's out um and then we see him like he's pulled back in uh, but we don't see the transition there. We don't see any of his motivation getting back in. He's all of a sudden, he's just like gung-ho for the mission. And yeah. I, I feel like the only indication that we get that he's got like that temperament is that he's the guy who's willing to like basically detonate a nuke to destroy the gate on that side. Yeah, um, he's fine killing himself. Yeah, he's fine with that. But like we don't get any other indication of that. He has no other – he like totally loses that uh, – he totally loses that. They build up. I feel like for that moment there, the fact that he doesn't care about himself anymore. Um, but he, after that, he has a self-preservation instinct uh, where he's not willing to like throw himself uh, out uh, for whatever. He's dedicated to protecting the gate. But I feel like it just doesn't line up. I feel like that. So like the, I feel like the plot elements of that whole thing where he like his loss of his son, it didn't line up with uh, his devotion to country um, and uh, devotion to protecting the gate. I feel like those, the 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 child dying thing, didn't feed into the uh, the his motivation for uh, blowing up the Stargate on the far side. There, um, I feel like if they had given us given us like this guy this uh, maybe impression that he had like he was just like an Uber 
gung-ho uh super patriot guy then that would have made more sense uh i i feel like they were i i understand they're trying to get pull the heartstrings a little bit with this guy who like lost everything or lost his, his child he didn't lose everything because he again he still had his wife um but he like lost his child and he was willing to just give it all up uh because of that it just didn't line up with the it didn't it didn't tell me why he was willing to just like sacrifice himself and detonate a nuclear weapon yeah. on the far side of the gate so it just didn't line up for me so that's my that's my main complaint about this movie which again being picky but yeah and it's like it's an unnecessary thing too yeah because like i feel like the whole thing is like good soldiers follow orders it's like he was ordered to blow up the gate on the far side he's the guy who only guy who he trusts with it yeah like i I, it was was a really weird thing to throw in there so yeah i I agree Uh, Mm -hmm. i don't think it was necessary but um okay so obviously we've mentioned it many of times but we are on letterbox and Ooh, excuse me. Ear burps. Uh, and that is where we rate all of our movies now. So for Stargate. Stargate. I'm typing it, looking it up now. Stargate 94. That is not it. Oh, yeah. 1994. This is it. Okay. Yeah. So from one to five, I'll let you rate first, Anthony, because obviously I'm going to be very biased. How would you rate this? <laughs> I would rate this as a... I would rate this as a. Oh man, this is hard. I'm between a three and a half and a four. Is that a three point seven five? It just does halves. I guess I'll round up to four. Okay. So obviously, for me, this is a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like with you, you gave yours a five. So yeah. I think That's we true, yeah. <laughs> we evened out on both of ours. We're doing a four point five to make it even. So nice. Um, yeah, it, it's it's such a good movie. I and like yeah, we luckily even, like, having touch on like a lot of the elements of the movie. Like we didn't even talk about like uh, uh, Jay Davidson who played Raw. We didn't even talk about uh, talk about uh, uh, the guys who played the different like Anubis and like Horus. Like the guys who played the different like uh, henchmen slash gods. Uh, Digimon Hansu, who is in like Guardians of the Galaxy. This guy's been around for a while. He's doing this, doing this shit. Uh, yeah. Uh oh, we lost Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I just noticed it was about to fall off. So I was like, oh, I better fix that real quick. <laughs> Don't need that falling and breaking everybody's ears. Yeah, I mean, we we truly didn't touch on much because uh, yeah. we kind of varied off of a lot of different ways. But uh, there's just so much to this movie that leads yeah. us in so many different ways where it's it's kind of hard to talk about, in my opinion. Um, I, I, will, I will ask this question before we get too far uh, too yeah. far past the movie. There, it's like so. How much? Uh, how much? So we talked a little bit, touched on a little bit about the series that followed this. How much uh, context do these series add to this this movie in particular? Um, there's is there, a, random... is there anything I'm missing by not watching these series uh, that gives context to this movie? So yeah, specifically to this movie, there's a few episodes where it kind of 
because you know, I mean, the whole raw thing, it's it's a symbiote inside of them. Okay. So, um, which is very poorly told in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not mentioned enough. So they kind of come back up throughout the the series. Um, so in a sense, yeah, you kind of you don't necessarily need to watch the movie to get the series and vice versa. Um, but it is nice to be able to kind of like know what's going on in those very few rare episodes where they do bring them back up. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to check it out. So, yeah, yeah, I hope you do. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, so yeah, so a 4.5 for us, obviously, if you haven't seen it, give it a look. Uh, I can't remember where I streamed it off of. But I think it was Amazon. Yeah, I think I had to pay to watch it on Amazon. Yeah. Again, it's it was free like, out I think there. it was like I think it was like that or I watched it on Pluto TV. I can't remember off the top of my head. So Yeah, I know it's free. I know it's free to stream on one of the platform platforms. It must be Pluto I, TV then. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I recommend watching it. I, I have a blast with it. Obviously, I watch it more than I think most people. But yeah. Right. <sighs> thing of the week thing What's of the week so uh, it, it's so hard I feel like there's so many things that happened this last like two weeks um but again I'm going to do the I had something I can't remember the, the show the traders um so it's on peacock tv or peacock streaming service it's a game show so pretty much it's like I think it's 22 people they get together and the whole premise is which one of there's like usually two to three people that are like the traders. Mm-hmm. And so they have to, as a group, get out the traders. But of course the traders are playing as the faithful is what they call themselves. Right. Um, and, you know, as a quick description, it sounds not that interesting, but there's an American, there's an uh, England and a Australian version of this sh- uh, game show. And it's so much fun to watch. Uh, we knocked out the American version and we just finished the uh, English version actually last night. Um, it sounds it, very similar to the mole. Yes, yes. It's it's similar to the mole. It's similar to um, a few others out there, but there's uh-huh. just a... there's obvious differences a lot of different kind of games out there but yeah so i I would recommend giving it a shot if you're looking for something to watch so what about you anthony all right my thing of the week so i recently discovered this i can't uh i came across this as i was just scrolling through uh instagram shorts uh and uh i found this clip of a show called peter pan goes wrong well it's a part of this larger series called the goes wrong show. And so I'm going to read this description really quick uh, and uh, just kind of let you uh, let you hear it here. Uh, so the goes wrong show is a British comedy. Uh, uh, it's uh, stars the members of the mischief theater company who reprise their roles as members of the fictitious theater company, the Cornley Polytechnic drama society. This is a BBC BBC show. And, uh, uh, they have the opportunity to conduct a play on live television uh, in every every episode before a live studio audience. Uh, as with the stage performances conducted uh, 
All productions and events done by the uh, the group tend to go wrong due to issues with props and stage pieces, mistakes with lines, and problematic problematic accidents. In some cases, the play goes wrong right from the start due to a mistake setting it up. Uh, and so, basically, it's this uh, tel- televised play every episode uh, where either the sets are done wrong or uh, accidents occur during the play. Now. Uh, Meta-wise, this is done on purpose for the com- comedic effect, but it's like the effect of watching basically a uh, person doing a play, their worst nightmare. Um, I watched Peter Pan Goes Wrong. It's an hour-long play. And uh, if you've seen a play of Peter Pan, you see people doing like the... Uh, the, fl- the flying effects they are up on the up on the wires and you see like uh the guy playing peter pan he gets like getting flung around because the the wiring's not done right he's like flipping around he's like he's like oh whoa whoa um and uh like bunk beds collapsing and like people not remembering their lines and uh it's just like it's just laughing at the comedy of the uh, uh play just not being done right the the Props failing, and it's just like, just the failure. Uh, it's the 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 fun of watching something like collapsing on itself. Uh, it's really comedic. Uh, you can watch those on YouTube. Um, they've they've posted the entire season on there. Uh, you can watch it free with ads uh, on YouTube. Uh, the Goes Wrong Show. I just watched one today where it was called. Uh, I think. Uh, 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 it was called uh, Trial to Watch, where it's basically a, a courtroom uh, drama play. Uh, and the funny thing about that is the courtroom uh, built in there was built at maybe one one quarter scale. And so everybody's like crammed into this tiny courtroom that's maybe like six feet across. Uh, so uh, the Goes Wrong Show, I totally recommend it. Check it out. It's funny as hell. Uh, and that's my thing of the week. I'll feel like I bet. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, let's rate this beer. Our our let's beers, I guess. So mine is the Gouda from. Is it other Gouda? half? It 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 was very Gouda. <laughs> um, and it, so overall, it has an average rating of like a four point two. I think I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Um, nice. Eight percent. I mean, listen, I haven't really eaten today, so I'm definitely feeling this. Um, it's delicious. I really wish I would have bought a lot more of these. So, what about you, Anthony? What you got? All right, Black Quad. The average rating on Untapped for that is three point eight nine. I'm gonna give it a four. Ooh, Black Quad's pretty good. If you like, uh, if you're not a huge fan of Belgians. Um, I would say uh, Belgian triples uh, or Belgian quadruples. Try this out. It's it's uh, it's not the heaviness of it doesn't have the heaviness of a stout um, as as you would expect the Belgians. Um, but it's got a, it's a little bit heavier for a Belgian. Um, I but it's still got some of that spice, still still a little bit of that earthiness, um, but was still that like your, that classic Belgian flavor. I totally enjoyed it. Um, and I would totally recommend it. So Real Ale Brewing Company's Black Quad, totally recommend it. It's pretty good. It's a, nice. a four for me. And that's, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. Well, you can find us. Wait, did we talked about everything, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> so like, oh, crap. Uh, yeah. So you can find us on Facebook at Let's Do a Podcast, YouTube's at Let's Do a Podcast, Twitch 
let's do uh, let's twitch a pod Mm-hmm. And find us on Letterbox at Let's Do a Podcast, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you should be able to find us. But if you found us somewhere else where you don't, you normally listen. Let us know; we'd love to put us there. Um, we'd love to know where you found us uh, because sometimes I'm I don't know where I'm at. So yeah, I'm I'm constantly confused. Uh, <laughs> Also, please leave us a review that definitely helps us get out there a little bit more. If you have beer. No percento. Yes, yes, yes. It goes a long way. And it's free. That's a plus. Yep. Uh, if and you if have, you're listening to us on auto and you want to look at our mugs, we're at those places that Ryan just mentioned. We're on Twitch and YouTube. So yep. you can see this, this face. You can even see us on Facebook, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have any beer recommendation or movie recommendation, please let us know. We always love the feedback. Yep. We're expanding and outside of Texas. So you, if you got, if, you, if you're outside of Texas and you want us to look at a beer and check it out, let us know. We'll check it out. Exactly. Yep. Yes. We will see you guys in two weeks. If I am not lazy, I will try to remember to put what movie we're going to watch a week before we do for you guys. But <laughs> Till then, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. I'm Ryan. And I'm Anthony. And let's end a podcast. Peace. Okay, bye. Bye.